Welcome to the Student of the Game Fire Podcast with your host, Danny B. Today's guests are Ben and Sam from Back of the Bay. Both Ben and Sam work for the same fire department in the metro Atlanta area. Both are currently lieutenants. Ben has nine years of career experience and is assigned to a Quint, while Sam has eight years of career experience and is assigned to an engine company, with both stations seeing a fair amount of calls and work. Together, they came up with the idea of Back of the Bay, which has a tremendous following on social media. Both men do not care for mediocrity and the fact that bugles shouldn't allow you to feel like you're above or better than the men and women who work under you. With that, I present Ben and Sam with Back of the Bay. All right, my name is uh, Ben McKinnon. I'm a lieutenant currently, been on for around nine years now. Um... I got in the fire service because I never really knew what I wanted to do growing up. It was never like, Oh, I wanted to be an astronaut or, Oh, I wanted to be, you know, a trash man or whatever it may be. But, um, when I was a senior in high school, we had this thing that pretty much encompassed the whole year called like a senior project basically. And you had to find whether, whatever you wanted to do, it could have been, I wanted to put a lift on my truck. I wanted to, learn math equations or something like that but it needed to take the whole year so me and my mom were talking about it one day I was like mom I just I don't know what I want to do and she goes well what do you want to do after high school and I said I I don't even know what I want to do with that and then started thinking about it thought hard we had a family friend that was in the fire service and I was like well I feel like this would be something easy to make it through my senior year of high school you know it, it it's something that I think is cool something I could learn a little bit about and um, called him up, said, hey, you know, can I come do a ride along? He said, yeah, of course. Went in first day, loved it. I loved the camaraderie. I loved, you know, them hanging out, cutting up, just having a good time. And um, I kind of stuck from there. And uh, this was this was actually all down in Florida because that's where I grew up. But um, went through school down there, got my EMT, got my fire search. And it is very hard to find a job down there in Florida. Mm-hmm. You got these two or three schools or 10 schools or whatever it is putting out, you know, hundred people each year and each department's hiring four or five, six people at a time. So you, it's like a log jam. Everyone's coming, you know, putting in at the same spot and you got four spots and 200 applicants. I was like, you know, it's, it, I, I want to try something new. You know, I want to be adventurous. So I put in up here at Georgia or, you know, where I work now and got a call back, came and tested and the rest is history, man. And I've, I've loved every second. Every second I've been up here in Georgia, I, I've loved every bit of it. And I love the department I work for. Okay. All right. Uh, Sam? My name is Sam Shepard. I've been in the fire service for going on eight years. Um, I've always played sports my whole life. Uh, just been kind of a competitive type of guy. And Ben knows that. Um, so I was at college. I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I think I had made it through two semesters. And uh, really hadn't decided on what I wanted to do, just knocking out some basic courses that was required for pretty much anything else. And um, came home uh, to visit my parents and a lifelong buddy that actually works or used to work at the department that me and Ben work for now. Um, he worked there and he had been there for, I think, about four years. And he stopped by the house on the way home from his shift one day and uh, just to say, hey, and um He asked me what I was doing. I kind of told him the rundown, you know, just taking some basic classes, doing the college thing, trying it out. And uh, he said, man, you should uh, you should come try this firefighting thing out. So he pulled up his phone, started showing me some videos, some pictures of, you know, training, uh, some calls he ran, things he got to do. And uh, it kind of just sparked an interest. So I said, yeah, man, I'll I'll sign up for it. So I sent in my application that day and I got called a a couple weeks later for a PAT test and uh, ended up doing well enough in that to continue the process. So uh, one thing just led to another, ended up getting hired on and have pretty much fallen in love with it ever since. Okay. And where are you originally from? I'm from uh, Loganville, Georgia, which is basically 20 minutes from Athens. 
Okay. All right. So you you all right? You're, so you're Georgia born and bred. Whereas Ben is from Florida and decided to adventure out and come up uh, to Georgia. Man, try something new. Okay. All right. Um. So let's see where we're gonna go with this. Uh, actually, I want to get this question out the way because I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna love to want to hear the story. How did Back of the Bay come about? Like, how did y'all two just go? Hey, you know what? I got an idea. It's going to sound crazy. All right, let's do this. Like, how did it occur? Whoever wants to answer, I don't care. Uh, I, I remember it very vividly because my wife was out of town and I was actually down here in the basement working out. And me and Sam, we'd always send messages back and forth on Instagram. Like, hey, dude, check out this post. It's sweet, you know, and videos and, you know, different memes and stuff like that. And um, it just kind of got to a point that we were just talking and we're like, hey, you know, Maybe somebody would want to hear what we have to say. You know, we we got we're pretty passionate about the job. We love this job. We may not work for the Atlantas, the Decabs, the New Yorks, but you know, we still we fight a good bit of fire. We run a good bit of calls, and I feel like we got some experience. And you know, we want to make the fire service better overall. So let's uh, let's see what we can do. And um, Sam was actually talking. He was like, you know, what if we did like a podcast in the back of the bed? And um, I was like, dude, that would, that would be sweet, you know, down the line somewhere. And then later on in the day, Sam was like, well, what, what do you think we should name it? And I said, I was like, I thought we already had it, you know, back of the bay. I, I think that's a great idea. That's, that's where we go work out. That's where we, you know, hang out at the end of the day and, and cut up or start a fire or something like that. You know, it's it's a good spot for morale building and camaraderie and stuff like that. So it just kind of blossomed like that. And it has grown way faster than we ever thought it would right. by any means so i guess at the end of the day man people really did care what we had to say okay okay and so like how did the notion of did you have a notion where you were like hey i want people to send us pictures of what their bay looks like that that's that's a question for sam he, he took that on full force and i i loved it i thought it was a great idea yeah, so we had a couple submissions early on, and uh, they started sending some, you know, training videos, training pictures, and things like that. You know, some guys would reply to our stories or pictures that we would post. And I texted Ben one night, and I said, "I think I'm, I have a little idea here." And uh, I was like, "You know, there's some interesting things in people's back of the bay, whether it be workout equipment, whether it be pool table chairs, you know, whatever it is." I was like, what if we had people from all over sending us in pictures of their back of the bay? You know, it, it would be unique for each department or each station. And that's kind of what stuck with us. Okay. All right. I like it. Um, I stumbled upon it and I'm like, oh, no, that's a pretty cool idea. Because, like, I'll see pictures of, of, of bays that are like they have the old school furniture or they have mixed match furniture. Like, who cares? But... Certain departments, certain chiefs frown upon that, or it looks like an eyesore, but it's just behind the trucks. Like, this is where the guys come and sit and talk. So the idea of it was was freaking fantastic. It, it's like our own little nook, man. It's it's someplace that, you know, isn't in the day room in front of the TV, but we can still kind of get out there and, you know, talk trash to each other. Or if somebody's going through something, they can talk to us about it or that kind of thing. And it's it's what the fire service has always been is brotherhood. And that's what we're trying to promote is brotherhood. And we get messages all the time. It's like, Hey, we saw, you know, Yorkstown PA or something had this in their bay. You know, it sparked us to put a couple chairs in our bay and a table. And that's where we hang out all the time now. And I mean, if that's, if that's what people are taking from it, more power to them. That's, that's what we're trying to do, you know, is promote that brotherhood feel. Oh, absolutely. And uh, you guys are doing a, bang up job uh, with all the followers and I'm sure submissions that you guys get on a daily basis. Yeah. It's hard to keep track. <laughs> all right. Um, so just so I know, do you have a podcast too or not yet? We don't yet. It, okay. It's something that we had talked about down the line of, you know, Hey, maybe after we do the Instagram, the Facebook and the merch and all that stuff, it would be something cool to do. Okay. It, it, not yet. I mean, we're only a couple months into this thing. We're still trying to get our feet wet at this point. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So we're going to, uh, I'm going to switch gears and uh, start asking you some, some questions. Uh, so whoever wants to answer first, the term aggressive, what does it mean to you? Go ahead. Son. So, so when I think of aggressive, um, I think it's doing whatever we can in our power to make the situation better. Um, and I've heard departments and stations on actual fire scenes say, well, at least nobody got hurt. And that's not what I want to hear. I don't want to hear that at all. Um, because that to me just sounds like you're lowering the standard for our job and that's not what we're about. Um, you know, somebody could be on a fire scene where they lost their whole house and somebody speak up and say, well, at least nobody got hurt today, which that's true, but somebody else just lost their entire house and we didn't do, you know, what we were capable of to, to change that. Okay. Uh, ben? I, I mean, I agree with Sam wholeheartedly. I, I'm I, not a big fan of the safety mindset. Uh, I think that, you know, we all swore to do what we could to save life and property. And departments all over the country now are starting to put their firefighters first, which I'm not talking about. We run into every single burning building and risk our lives for nothing. But if there's viable space in that house, we're gone. I mean, I'm not, I'm not scared to make the decision. Sam's not scared to make the decision. And luckily we have a, a good shift and some good crews that will or back us on that and say, you know, we get report victims and there's a spot that they could be and still be alive and it could be viable to make a save. We're, we're going for them. And, and that's the way it should be. Or, you know, every single house isn't fully involved. One room of contents, we go in there, we knock it out and we save the rest of the house. There's ashes on the mantle or whatever it may be. It, that's a lot for those people. And they, they don't want to lose all that. That's, that's definitely facts for sure. For sure. Um, I'm going to ask, um, which I forgot to kind of ask, how many stations do you guys have? What's your minimum personnel? What's your, uh, department's, uh, staffing level like? So we got, um, we got 10 stations now. We have two double companies with a Quint and an engine and, um, it used to be, and it was the same way when Sam started, we had two people on every engine and we're just now getting to where we got a, a minimum of three on, on every engine. Wow. It, it, well, I say that most of our apparatus and in, in the County have three on every truck now. Okay. okay. Or every, so, every apparatus. Okay. So safe to say three, would you go down to two if need be some things happen? It, it happens all the time. Yeah. So I wouldn't say we don't really have a minimum staffing. I guess minimum staffing would be two, but I mean, it's we're, we're at, we have grown a lot in the last eight or nine years and, and we're, we're definitely getting to be in a good spot now with how many people we have on a truck. It went from, and Sam can vouch too. you know, five, six years ago, we'd have six or seven people on a fire scene. And now we're showing up with, 15 to 20 people on a fire scene and we still got the whole other half of the County to cover too. So okay. I mean, it's, it's definitely, we've seen a, a good bit of growth, which is a good thing, mm -hmm. but um, uh, it's, it's different. <laughs> it's, it's different, you know, only having to do one task rather than working through three bottles and we're still working after that. Okay. Okay. All right. And um, what does your department drop on a first due box? You got that, Sam? So right now we're dropping uh, a minimum of one truck and then three to four engines, just depending on the area uh, that the call pages out. Um, you know, we have an east and west side, obviously, um, two completely different areas and, and two completely different needs. Um, one area has a lot of hydrants uh, within 100 feet of each other. The next area or the opposite side of the county is completely different. Um, Hydrants are spread out, um, so it's completely different, uh, just depending on where the fire page is out at the time. Okay, all right. And you have engine or yeah, engines, two quints slash ladders. Uh, any heavy rescues or 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 does the ladder do heavy rescues or are the are the engines? Um, you know, when it comes to calls like involving pin in or entrapments, each 
apparatus in, in our department carries extrication tools. Um, okay. We have a quote unquote squad, but it's more of a manpower truck and they bring equipment. We got some struts and some ropes and stuff like that on there, but we don't have a true heavy rescue. It's more of a manpower or, you know, equipment kind of truck to show up and, and it's just bringing the stuff to you type thing. Okay. All right. Now with both of you being lieutenants, at what point did you decide like, Hey, I want to do this or I want to go to this rank to affect change because I can already tell both of you guys had that mindset that you want to affect positive change. Cause you talked about how, you know, um, nobody getting hurt is, yeah, that's cool and all, but a family just lost their home. But if you're able to go in that home, if there's any viable space, you're going to go in and search it. So when did both of you just go, Hey, you know what? The only way to affect change is for me to get promoted. I think coming up, um, I'm obviously not going to say their name, but I had a, there was an actually an engineer at the time who was running the station when we were with two people and it kind of clicked with me. Um, he said, you know, it's, it's not our emergency, so I'm not going to be in a hurry. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that just didn't really set right with me because if you're on the opposite end of it and you're waiting for help, um, how does that feel? What does that look like for a company to come to your house with no, no drive and no rush to your emergency. So that really didn't sit right with me. And um, just some of the way he handled some things I really didn't agree with, but I was a firefighter. So, you know, what I say really didn't make an effect at that point. And it kind of clicked uh, when I surrounded myself with other people like Ben, and we have several other people that are still firefighters that are aggressive and they want to do the job and they want to, they want to do the best they can and they want to have an impact. And we, we talk about it all the time, how good of a shift we have because everybody is uh, like-minded. They want to do the best they can. It is someone else's emergency, but we're going to give it all we have to make it there fast, to do the right things, to put us in a better position. Okay. All right. And Ben? I, it was kind of the same thing, man. It was like, we, we were still young and like I told you, the department was growing and we started getting more and more lieutenant spots and we put ourselves in the right position. And I felt like I was comfortable enough to take the step, but it was more of a, we got some older lieutenants here that have been lieutenants or officers for a long period of time. And the fire, fire department's always changing. We all know this. So right. instead of being, you know, looking at situations and being like, well, like what Sam said is, well, nobody got hurt. I'm trying to be progressive. I'm trying to see the next new thing, how we do the next great search, the next Benner search. And that wasn't even really getting taught when I came into rookie school. And it's just throughout the years, it's like, I'm, I'm going to classes, learning all this stuff. I'm, I'm trying, I want to, I want to use it. I want to be able to teach it to people. I want the people coming up below me to be successful in their career. And if I get a red helmet, maybe I got a little bit more say in things and, and we can promote a, uh, some new ways to do things and stuff like that. And that's just kind of how it happened. Okay. All right. Now with both of you being lieutenants, obviously you set the tone for your crew. Have you ever had a situation where I call them old heads? I mean, no disrespect, but the guys or gals that have been there forever and, you know, it's hard to get the, the buy-in for them to change the mindset of, okay, you know, we're going to up our tempo when we get to the scene or yes, it, it truly is your emergency. So when you guys come in, like, how did you get the buy-in from your crews to go, Hey, this is how I want to, this is how I want my company or our company to operate, even though you two are both lieutenants. Man, I, Sam, you want to take that one first? I got to think about it for a second. <laughs> um, I mean, we still deal with that from time to time. And honestly, it started for us about two years ago um, with the recruit class um, to where they were coming online. And let's say they've only called a hydrant one time their entire recruit class. That's an issue. So if you 
have only caught one hydrant your entire recruit class. What else have you only done one time that we don't know about, right? So uh, me and Ben and our crews as well took it upon ourselves to go uh, to training anytime we could with the recruits, to PT with the recruits anytime. And we just told our crews and we told each other that we're, we're going to be accountable for this group right here. These, these people, we want them to be the best they can be. We want to build a bond with them. We want to build a bond with our crews. We want to build a bond with our entire shift to get better. And it started out as a small group. Um, and even the old heads, they would just kind of watch from, from afar. But I think once they actually saw the groups working together and training together on a daily basis, and then what we did was outside of work, those same groups were getting together, whether – you know, it was a workout on our days off, whether it was we're going to go grab a beer and that be it. Um, but everybody was growing together and it just kind of stuck to where we are now, to where some of those old heads, they've gotten out of their recliners. They've they've been outside PTing with us in the back of the bay. They've been uh, eating better. I mean, they've they've started to buy in and it's been awesome to see. Okay. No, that's awesome. Cause that's, like I said, some of them, man, they're setting their ways. It's like, I ain't changing shit. So yeah. luckily we, we got a really young shift. So it wasn't a lot of, you know, there wasn't a lot of give and take with buying. It was, Hey, we're coming in. This is how we like to do things. We like to be aggressive. We like to train. We like to work out. And everyone just kind of was like, all right, yeah, that, that sounds good. And it just flourished from that. And, and we got a lot of, people that even on the other side of the county, like we'll put on training and Hey man, that was great training. You know, next time you guys do something just the two of y'all just let us know and stuff like that. And we'll call them up on a, a Saturday and say, Hey, we're going to do this. And they're, Oh yeah, yeah. Come on. We'll, we'll, we'll meet y'all down there. So it's, we've been blessed, man. It's, we haven't really been, or I personally haven't really been met with any, you know, fight back on that of, Hey, okay. I don't want to do anything today. Nah, we're, we got stuff we need to be doing. Okay. All right. Um, a question I wanted to ask both of you. Do you guys work on the same shift or, or different shifts? Yeah, we work on the same shift. Okay. At same station or different stations? Different stations. So do y'all like kind of get your crews together? Like do, does your department allow that? Because I know you're on a Quint and Sam, you're on an engine. So do you guys get together a lot and, and cross train or have had multi-company drills and stuff? Absolutely. We're neighboring stations, so anytime we get the chance to train together, work together, uh, we take full advantage of it. Okay, all right. Um, uh, ben, are, are you are are you like a, a a truck guy, or or are you trying to find your way to an engine? And the question would be vice versa for Sam. Like, is is engine work your thing, or are you good where you're at right now? It's funny because we talked about this a lot recently because we're getting a platform and they want to start implementing truck operations okay um i'm i'm i guess i could consider myself a squad guy i like ropes i like confined space trench all that stuff um we have the squad at our station so you know it's it's nice being close to all that stuff but at the end of the day dude i i i like fighting fire um we don't get on roofs a lot i think me and sam have talked about it and that's something that is coming for our department and we want to train on it and be well versed in it when it does get here. Um, but it's always been with our trucks, quints, whatever you want to call them. They're, they're basically just engines with a ladder on the top and right. it's, and that's how we treat them. And, and there's really nothing wrong with that. I know there's people all over the country. like, well, that's a quint. It's not a right. real ladder. Right. right. Whatever, dude. I mean, if we need the ladder, we'll put the ladder up. If we don't, we're going to treat it like an engine. But that job's going to get done at the end of the day. If you call us out there, we're going to get it done, whether it's a ladder truck, engine, squad, whatever it may be coming. Okay. All right. Sam? So we, like Ben was saying, we don't typically do, quote-unquote, truck work, or we don't have a true heavy squad. So we're still trying to figure out where we want to be. And those units are coming in the future. In the next few years, we have plans for those to be there. So we're going to get a feel for those as we go. Um I see myself kind of getting into squad work and me and Ben have both had this conversation. We both kind of want to be on it and, you know, I would be happy with either one of us on there to be completely honest with you. Um, but we use our trucks as engines and 
we've just been used to really just using them as engines. That's all we've really known in the past, but looking forward to growing and moving from that point on with the, with the squad coming and the heavy coming. Okay. All right. And I'm assuming with, with, with your growth and everything going, hopefully your department will take both of your inputs and, and, you know, come up with a, all right, yeah, we've always used our trucks as engine, but we're going to start making it where like trucks do truck work, whether you go that route, but is your department receptive with the information if, if they, if they want it? Sometimes uh, I would say sometimes I do want to listen. Sometimes I don't want to listen, which, you know, it is what it is. They're the ones that at headquarters and they're the ones that make call make shots on things. So, you know, whatever they say at the end of the day is, is what we're going to end up doing. But I will say that recently when it comes to, you know, specking out a heavy rescue, I was on that truck committee and, you know, I, I was able to give my two cents and they were very receptive of that. Um, mm -hmm. Me and Sam have talked about doing some truck training classes, throwing ladders, venting roofs and stuff like that. And, and it seems like, you know, they're, well, what do you guys need? You know, do you guys need plywood? What, what do you guys want the burn building for a day type thing? So, I think they know it's coming too, just like we know in the field that it's coming. So I think that they're trying to be progressive on it and you, and look to the future and say, all right, you know, these, these guys are, are interested in this stuff. Let's, let's feed them in a sense. Let's get them these classes. Let's put on classes here. Let's give them the resources to do what they need to do. So it's been nice. We've had a good bit of backing as of late from, uh, from our administration and in, in upper echelon. Okay. I mean, that's always great to hear. Hell, got two new trucks coming. Uh, what's the time frame? They so we haven't got the full thumbs up on the heavy rescue yet. Okay. Um, the squad that we're riding around in is like a '97 model international. Okay. And, uh, it's it's time to get a new one. That thing ends up in the shop at least once a week. Um, <laughs> okay. And then uh, I think the platform's supposed to be here this summer. So you know okay. we're. We're trying to trying to get everything in place before it gets here because we don't we don't want to be behind the eight ball on it. All right, awesome, awesome. All right. Um, next question for both y'all: Should there be a years of service clause for promotion? I think so. I I, I definitely think you need to get some time under your belt before you go for promotion. Um, I promoted up really quick and. At the end of the day, you know, I'm happy where I'm at. I'm happy to be able to implement some change or, you know, try to bring back that brotherhood. But I still think you need some time driving before you get promoted to lieutenant. I think you should, you know, get your feet wet. If that means riding seat whenever the lieutenant's off, that's fine. But you still need that experience because when you take that lieutenant spot, at some point you're going to end up teaching people how to drive and how to pump and stuff like that. And you need a good grasp on it. So that way you can help this next generation coming up of, all right, you know, pull this lever instead of that lever or the, whatever the truck's PSI needs to be at, you need to have a good grasp of that whenever you take that next step up. I agree. You can't, you can't teach years of experience and hands-on as far as calls go. Um, there's certain things that you look for based on, previous calls that you ran and don't get me wrong every call is not the same um you can't you just can't teach experience and i think that goes a long way i mean i, I agree you, you definitely can't teach experience and i'm sure with your guys situation with your department that's growing so can i ask when, when you got on how many stations did your department have at the time uh seven seven yeah and now you guys have ten Right. And they're already talking about building more. So it's, it's crazy. Like Sam was saying, our county split up to where half is very rural and half is very populated. So, you know, us on the West side, obviously we run the majority of the calls and fires and stuff like that. So the people on the East side aren't getting nearly as much experience. So if you're a new guy and you come out of rookie school and you spend four years or three years on the East side, Unless you did a lot of really, really good training out there, you're you're still lacking in some experience. Uh, you still you still hadn't ran the call volume. You still hadn't pumped the house fires. You still hadn't really 
got that that experience. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at that. Okay. Okay. And um, <clears throat> with the rural side, do you guys have tankers or just engines? With with we do with, have one, with, one with, tender. Okay, a tender. Okay. We do have one tender at uh flagship my station, so it okay. runs countywide too. Um, it's saved us several times whether a hydrant's broke, um, or if we just use it as the as the main main tender. Okay. All right. All right. Um, let's see here. Leadership. Uh, that's that's one of the hot topics. Very hot topics, at least in all the forums and Facebook pages that I'm a part of and Instagram pages that I follow. So my question to both of you being company officers, um, I don't want to say it's a question, but what's your take on bad leaders? Get off your ass and go out and do something for you guys. And, you know, you got to do, you, you just, you got to do something, man. The, I and I don't mean I, I hope I don't go on a rant here, but you can scrub toilets just like everybody else. There's no reason why you can't go out there and pull lines or you can't load hose at the end of the day. You gotta be able to step up and, and lead your guys. You don't want to be a boss. You don't want to be the asshole that everyone's like, oh, I don't want to work for him. You you just you gotta do what's right. There's there's no change just because you got a different color helmet. Yeah, you may have more responsibility. But that doesn't change what you need to do at the end of the day. I have to fucking wholeheartedly agree. Like, yeah, you got responsibility. You got the bugles. You got the helmet. But you're still a fireman at heart. Yes, exactly. your, your, your role changes. But you can't forget the fact that you're still a fireman. Exactly. Right. You got to lead by example. And um you got to do the things. You got to scrub the toilets. You got to check your truck off. You got to you got to PT with your guys every day. And there's a lot of people that think because they have a red helmet or a yellow helmet or whatever that they're too good for those tasks. And your crew's looking up to you the whole time, whether you realize it or not. So if they're saying, "Oh, my officer doesn't have to work out," so I don't either, or my officer doesn't have to check the truck off, neither do I. And it just carries down. And uh, we're we're trying to again build that shift mentality of we're all on the same level we're all going to get better together we're all going to lead by example at all levels all right i like it I like the answers uh uh let's see here i asked that question ready all right next one for both of you for promotion to company officer are you in favor for a simulated computer program, whether it's SimLab, something on the iPad, or are you in favor of going to a, a training ground if you have one using real people with real uh, with real life scenarios in the basis? So I'm not sure how both of you got promoted, but which one are you? Uh, which one are you for? I, I like the real people thing. Um, we had a simulation when I got promoted. I'm pretty sure Sam did too. And being in a climate controlled room inside a building with a, something on a projector in front of me, man, I could do that all day long, but you get me out in the field with fire actually blowing, it's pouring down rain and I'm having to manage, you know, five people or 10 people or however much it may be. Yeah. I'll, it, it's going to be a gut check. I, I think that, you know, anybody can do the the iPad or the simulation, but when you get some real stress on you, that's when you de decide if you can actually do the job or not. I agree with Ben. Um, Hands-on is more beneficial. I mean, anybody can sit in an office, and uh, the thing about an office is you can't see a true 360, so you're waiting 10 seconds for you to get an actual update of what you're looking at. and. I mean, that's not the case in real life. In real life, you're having to make decisions on the second and um, different factors affect those decisions, but all day hands-on. Okay. All right. Uh, what schedule do y'all work? We work uh, a 
Okay. We like the 4896 though. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely enticing to us, the, the 4896. Now, a lot of the uh, the other people in our department may not be fond of it, but uh, we, we would like to try it out. I, I think it would be cool. We've seen a lot of or read a lot of benefits, benefits from other departments that run it. And uh, definitely, Sam and I have talked about this a lot. It, it piques our, our interest. Okay. All right. Yeah, I was just just wondering. I like to ask because that is a – I know it was a – probably still is a topic in my department. But um, you see a lot of I, – I can say I've seen a lot of South Carolina departments are implementing it or have gone to it or have done a trial phase where it's like, all right, they did six months and majority of the department wants to do it. Um, I'm not sure how busy your stations are, but uh, – are you, well, you already said that you, it's it's enticing for both of you, but um, do you think the rest of your personnel would agree to, to maybe make it happen trial period, something like that? I think a lot of, uh, like I said, we, we have a lot of younger guys and girls in our department that okay. don't have kids and aren't married. Um, but I mean, as being a husband and being a dad, I'm thinking more how great that 96 would be compared right. to 48. Right. I got four days at home. That's four nights I'm tucking my kids in the bed. I'm four, you know, potential ball games I could make compared to the two days. I know. And I just that that's really what piques my interest more than anything. I think a lot of the uh the old heads, I don't think they're they're <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, that'd be it, it'd be in a because like all I've worked is a 2448. That's all I know. Ideally, if I could do anything, man, that 2472 would be awesome. Now 2472 does sound nice. But yeah, getting administration and getting HR or your municipality to go, okay, we have to hire a whole nother platoon for that. Yeah. Probably not going to work, but the 4896, I mean, it's starting to gain traction. I mean, it's hard for me to think, man, I got to tell my wife, hey, I'm going to be gone for two days. Like, she'll have to take care of the, of, of the little girl and everything for two days, but in return, I get four off. So there's pros and cons to every schedule, Um, but I just, I just wanted to 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 get y'all's take. Sam, I, I didn't uh, I didn't hear your, your response. I think it would be tough for some of the guys on the slower – side of the county i mean right, right back to back shifts one is enough for most of them i don't know about if they could handle two in a row on the slow side um i don't think it would affect me or ben uh we stay pretty busy so it makes the shifts go by pretty quick and we enjoy it um we're still young so we can run through the night or whatever we need to do to get it done but i think some of the people on the slower side would that would be a long 48 hours for them yeah, no, same. I mean, same here. We don't have, I mean, no, I mean, my station, I mean, I'm always very humble and, and truthful about it. My station come and go, man. Like, there's shifts where we run like one or two, there's shifts where we don't freaking turn a wheel. So it's like, I'm running up, if I, if we did 48s, like, it wouldn't be that bad. It'd definitely be an adjustment. But with everything going on, with, uh, like, especially with you two being at busy stations, you know, if you get, your teeth kicked in if you run like five after midnight and the next day you got to go uh, do something with the family, you know, it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard to to get the mind where it needs to be. It's hard not to be agitated real easy. So I'm thinking as more science comes out, like I think more and more departments that they truly are for their members, will see the benefits of looking at different schedules. I agree with that. I mean, and it's, and Sam can vouch too. We, I mean, there's been a couple of shifts recently that we've been up all night on fires or whatever it may be. And I got to come home in the morning. My wife's got to go do whatever she's got to do. And I got to hang out with the kids and I'm dragging ass in that morning. It's hard for me to be a dad, but you know, I, I make it through and, and stuff like that. I just, that 4896, man, cause it would be nice. Even if you did get your teeth kicked in in the middle of the night, at least you know what to expect the next day. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, what's the typical number of runs at, at your station? Oh, man. So on a daily basis, we run anywhere between – we kind of like y'all. You know, we 
we could run one or two or we could run 10. You know, it, it really just depends. I don't have a total run number from last year on the top of my head, but I we're the busiest house in the county. I think one where Sam's at is the second busiest because they run with the city a good bit too. Um, but it, it fluctuates, man. Right now, the truck's running way more calls than the squad. And normally the squad's running EMS calls. So we're we're just getting hammered right now. And then we may go into work tomorrow and the squad runs 10 and we, you know, sit around the station all day. Or, okay. And it, it just, it really fluctuates. Okay. All right. And Sam, for you? It's about the same. It's, it's hit or miss. We could go a whole day without running a call. And then the very next shift will be balls to the wall running. We say balls to the wall, but 10 right. uh, compared to other cities and and uh, departments. That's a busy day for us. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, you know, we, we don't work for massive. Like, I think I saw San Francisco. I don't know if it was the engine or a truck, but they pushed like 6,000 or something. And so you break it down. Somebody broke it down. Like, you know, however they do 24 hours, how many runs per hour. Like, that's just, it's fucking astounding. And I don't know what, ske what schedule San Francisco works. So, Dude, I don't know how those people function the next day. I, I wouldn't be able to get up out of my bed, let alone do anything around the house, if we just constantly ran all day and all night. I just, yeah. you know, more power to you if that's how you, you like it and stuff. But I'd, I'd be a mess. Yeah, I, no, I have to agree. Like, I have to give a special shout out to because I'm always looking at run numbers. Um, I, I know uh, Charlotte, which is 30 minutes from where I'm at, Engine 22 ran like 54, 5,500 calls. Granted, I have guys that work in Charlotte and they will tell you they run a lot of medical, but on the fact that they run a lot of medical, they also get a lot of fire. Like, so it's, it's, it's one of those you got to give and take, but running like 10 after midnight or something oh, dude like i'd come home and my wife would be like go to bed because i'd be an ass and it's just because i'm just tired and irritable so yeah. anybody that works at busy ass stations man i mean kudos because i mean a lot of those guys have been there forever like you know certain departments have traditions and like some of these guys or gals they are family people like they got kids they got activities so it's like i don't know how in the hell you survive. Oh man, I I, I couldn't do it. I was good on y'all, man. I I got two kids at home. I got to come <laughs> home and get dad. I I can't I can't handle that. <laughs> I'm irritable if we get up once or twice after midnight. I'm the same hey, way. I'm especially, the same way, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same way, and I, I've noticed as I've gotten older, going when we get back to the station, I have a hard time going back to sleep. Like when I was younger, it'd be oh no problem, lay down, I'm out. But now I'm tossing and turning. I look at my watch. It's it's been an hour in, and I'm like, "Fuck, I gotta get up here shortly." And it's just it, it's it's crazy. But uh, I mean, I like the humility. If I get up twice at night at my station, I'm like, "What the hell's going on here?" Because <laughs> like, we don't we don't do that. I mean, it's just I'm being honest. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of a blessing. We're the same way. Uh, we both work side jobs on our off days, so you know, the more sleep, the better, obviously. But we don't mind getting up once or twice, but I'm the same way. Two more, two or more, we're a little bit uh, irritable. Yeah, yeah. Now I have no issue if it's like true, which I mean, it, it you got to give and take. Most time you're going to be running some sort of EMS call, but man, anything fire related, I don't mind getting up if it's oh, a yeah. Yeah, potential sure. confirmed working or confirmed pinning, whatever. Like hell, yeah, like I'm up for that. But it's give and take, so. Uh, right. I'm assuming you guys are, are you EMT basics or paramedics? We're both the EMTAs, so advanced. Oh, yeah, y'all are. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're now, we're not close to be, a, or I'm not personally close to being a paramedic. I'm I'm barely an EMTA. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same okay. way. Okay. All right. And I'm assuming uh, you guys don't do transport. No. Okay. So, so the, the county that you work for, they handle all the transport. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, let's see here. Um, physical fitness. That is another hot topic. So whoever wants to run the floor on that one. Go ahead, Sam. He's, he's 
you can tell if you look at him, he's way more physically fit than I am. He, he, he looks a little jacked. Them shoulders look a little broad and big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just a typical meathead, but it's it's changing uh, here recently. But um, our physical condition, we had a uh, training chief come in a couple years ago, and he started a PAT challenge, and that really sparked all of us to get better and to get, get in our gear every shift and get after it. Um, you know, it humbled some people and it showed us where we really stood compared to others, compared to other stations. And uh, for my crew, it was a huge benefit. I mean, we we're pretty much in gear every shift, uh, burning a bottle. Um, and I know for most of my guys, they, they're typical weightlifters on their days off. Uh, they may do some running. Um, I'm not a runner, so I take cardio on my days on shift and do uh, do stairs or drags or anything like that. But it's a huge, huge component to this job. If if you're looking to be the best firefighter you can be, it requires you to be in shape. It requires you to to be honest with yourself as far as am I overweight? Am I training enough? Am I doing the things right on and off shift that I need to do to be the best that I can be? I agree. Like you, I mean, yeah, you, you, regardless whether volunteer or career, uh, I forgot the quote, I'm probably going to butcher, but being fit for duty, that's like the basic, that should be the standard requirement, not basic. It should be the standard requirement to be a firefighter. And unfortunately we have, uh, we have areas or departments where, you know, with, with, I call it the new world, like, hey, you can't hurt people's feelings. And I understand that. But when we sign up to do this job that is physical strenuous, training in gear, working out in gear, that's the almighty equalizer. You could be, you could think that you're in the best shape, but putting on that gear and doing work will be the tail, will be the tall tale of, of, of your success. Uh, ben? I agree, man. And it, it really started for me about three years ago now when I got promoted lieutenant. I got put with the crew. And, I mean, I worked out on my own on my off days and, you know, lifted and did that. But I didn't really do a lot of gear stuff. And um, when I got put with that first crew, I had a guy that was like, hey, let's go out in the bay and let's do a little circuit or something like that. Hit it. And I was whooped ass after that. And I was like, all right, I got to I got to start getting back into this and luckily i've been blessed with the crew that i'm with now that we every single shift we're basically out there in gear and doing something in terms of the workout and, and i agree with sam i you got to be physically fit for this job you have to be there's no other option because when when that time comes and you got to drag somebody out or you got to you know push farther in a fire you're going you're going to reach that point that that all that training and all that working out really has has brought you to no, absolutely. Absolutely. And and it's if you don't think that way, if you don't think if you have that mindset of, oh, it'll never happen here, man, you're just setting yourself up for failure, which in return, you know, if something happens, that's just you, you're letting your department down, you're letting your community down. And most importantly, especially if you have kids, like I never understood that. I mean, I'm not saying if you're single, you don't have kids, you don't matter. But if you got kids at home and a wife like that's. To me, that is your that is my my motivation. I know people say don't use the word motivation. Discipline comes with working out, but they keep me going. Like I want to be here, hopefully after retirement, to see my daughter do her thing and live a life with my wife that that doesn't involve me doing fire service stuff. But if your family, your kids don't motivate you, man, I I truly don't know how how people just continue to to work in this field, just not giving a shit. I completely agree, man. And that that's that is a really good point because you know, I like we had talked about, I got two boys at home. I'm I'm trying to make sure that when they're grown off in college or whatever or getting married, that I'm I'm still there with them, that you know, I'm still kicking and stuff like that. And I'm not rolling around in, in a wheelchair or something like that. And because, you know, I, I didn't take care of myself ten to fifteen years ago. So that that is a big, big point for me too. I agree with that. Okay. All right. Uh, Sam, do you have any kids? I, I forgot. I didn't ask. I don't have any kids. Not okay. yet. I'm getting okay. married in April, so that'll be coming along soon enough. Okay. All right. So Hopefully Ben can I... give you Ben Ben can give you some pointers then for sure. Absolutely. What, what to expect. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Okay. Hey, uh, Ben, have you ever just like dropped your boys off to Sam? Go, hey, man, like here's a taste of it. I'm going out for a little bit. <laughs> no, no, I need to, though. He, he <laughs> 20 parties at my house and he sees how crazy it, it, it gets. So he okay. knows. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Well, congratulations on 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 getting married here shortly, man. I appreciate it. Thank uh, you, man. Appreciate congr it. Congratulations on that for sure. Uh, so before we part out, I I, I like to I kind of like to leave this open. Um, are, are there any things any of you two want to say out there for anybody listening? Uh, whether it's a word of advice or words of encouragement, whatever the case may be. I just say that it and it's kind of became our motto just just do better whatever it means what whether it's training working out the way you treat people the way you treat your crew the way you know you treat the public just just do better we can never stop doing better we can never stop getting better so just constantly be out there and and, and doing what you can to just constantly move forward and, and do better i agree with ben um don't be scared to start. Um, some people would like to get in shape. Some people would like to work out or some people would like to initiate the training, but they don't want to look stupid for asking for help. There's nothing wrong with that. Ask ask whoever you need to to, to get started. Um, don't be scared to stand out. You may be the only one in the bay at your station working out, and that's perfectly fine. I promise you they are taking notes. They 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 are gonna feel bad sitting in the recliners listening to you work out outside and it may take some time for them to buy in, but that's okay. Just don't be scared to start or stand out and just do what you signed up to do. All right, I love it. I love the I love the message. Uh I call this shameless plug. Uh talk about what y'all guys got. Apparel, your Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Go. All right. So it's back of the bed23.com. We have some hoodies up there sometimes, some T-shirts. Obviously, we got the stickers. We got plenty of stickers. Um, and then it's just back of the bay on Instagram and Facebook, and y'all find us. And if anybody is listening to this and wants to send us a DM of their bay, feel free to, because we're always trying to sift through the thousands of DMs that we get, and, and we'll put them on, on the site. Okay. All right. Sam, anything you got for you? You're good. He hit it on the head, man. All right. Awesome. Um, I appreciate y'all coming on. I appreciate that I reached out to y'all and y'all are very receptive and we're like, hell yeah, let's do this. Uh, it's what the fire service is all about. Getting whatever brand, I don't care whatever brand message, as long as it's positive, it's positivity. It's all about giving a damn about the job, man. I'm all for it. So I just want to say I truly appreciate both of y'all for coming on and talking shop and spreading what I call the gospel to people out there to let them know it's okay to love the job. It's okay to want to be good at the job. And you are going to find yourself in a spot where you might have that shady officer for a year or two, but don't let it deter you from, from, from doing what you got to do. Like if you like both of you said, if you're out training in the Bay by yourself, working out by yourself, it is what it is. Nothing lasts forever. Things will shift. And if you are on a crew, that's not the greatest at some point, you will be able to transfer out. So I just want to say thank you for, for both of y'all coming on. Exactly, man. I love it. All right. Yeah, Appreciate y'all. Yep. Yep. No, it's been great. Thank you. If any of the listeners out there are or know of a great firefighter who embodies the principles of being a great communicator, goal-oriented, hardworking, humble, passionate, and professional, regardless of rank, career, or volunteer, contact me at student of the game fire podcast at gmail.com until next time stay focused stay committed and stay safe